Welcome to the Hunting for Purpose podcast, the official podcast home for all human design manifestors. I'm your host, Holly Marie, a 4-6 clinic manifester, a certified human design teacher, and a manifester who is following her own creative urge to facilitate a thriving global community of aligned, powerful manifestors. Wherever you are at in your manifester journey, or even if you are here just because you love a manifester and you want to understand them a little bit more, this podcast is the place for you. Stick around for in-depth teaching, for real-life practical tips and understandings of the manifester journey, and how to become aligned and powerful and thriving as a manifester. You are here for global impact. You are here to change the world. The time is now. The journey is yours. This podcast is your home. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is another episode with Taylor V. Um, and this time I have brought another manifesto to you. I have Bailey here. So if you haven't caught on these next couple episodes um, that I am hosting, I really want to investigate my co-facilitators. I think that a lot of times um, we can go into containers or we can go into experiences or, you know, just be interacting with brands and not really know the people who are either creating them or promoting them or helping facilitate them. And, you know, my conscious line one is just not having it. So we are gonna, um, I am taking it personally responsible to make sure that I investigate, that I explore, that, you know, we, we mine for all the gems in all of the people that will be, will be, or have served you if you've interacted with the products and services here at Hunting for Purpose podcast and services and programs. So Bailey, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, I'm so excited for everyone who's about to listen to this episode. So I am Bailey. I am a 2-4 emotional manifester. Taylor and I actually have the same wave, which is fun. I'm sure we're going to get it. <laughs> we're going to need to. Need yes. to tell the people. So yes. I'm happy to be here and talk with you. And like Taylor said, I am one of the co-facilitators for mm maybe c we'll maybe. see if that c stays there you never know with us yes um I, love it. I am i live in arizona i have been on this human design journey for oh gosh like six years now or so um i am going back to school which i never thought i would say that is a reason oh my yeah, that's a recent urge that I have. So I am currently in school. I am on the path to become a naturopath doctor. Ooh. Yeah, just like really just going hard. Bailey, like you're just like, I'm never going back. Actually, just kidding. I'm going back for everything. I'm forever. <laughs> I'm going back forever and I'm taking it all. I want yeah. doctor. Jeez, yeah. woman. So yeah. I am just living my design right now and going through so many experiments and really implementing all the things that I've learned over the last like five years. And I'm just, I'm in it. I love it. I love that. I love that. Super cool. Okay. So when we were kind of chatting a little bit about what we're going to talk about, just so everyone kind of knows how these, these episodes are going for me, they are very, um, 
gate 20 in the moment. Like I am not, these are not scripted by any means. No, these I are really, so not scripted. These are so not scripted. Yeah. I just really want to get to know you, get to know each one of my co-facilitators really well and let you all listen in on that. So some of these questions may not seem like they are structured in any way. And it's not a feeling it's a, that's the reality. They are not structured in any sort of way. Um, so let's kick it off. I want to know when we were talking, you're like, I'm exploring my conscious sun energy in myself and others. And I want to know all about that experience because you have gate 53 and I don't have that energy <laughs> activated. So now I'm like, tell me everything. What is it like? Yeah. So I've done, I've done all the, like, I would say typical, the typical, like gene key reading I've mm-hmm. read all of the things. And this is like me going into my two line and now I'm exploring it and I'm truly like experiencing it and living with it. Mm. And I don't want to consume any more content about Mm. like Gene Key Gate 53. Don't want to see it. Mm. Open head, open Ajna here. Got it. I just want to experience what it is. And I've had some really interesting things reflected back to me, even in just Mm. the last couple of weeks. Cause of course I've been informing the universe that I want to explore this more. Mm -hmm. So I've had some really interesting experiences reflected back to me of like how others see my 53 Mm -hmm. and how that like comes through in my personality. Mm. And I've been exploring, I've been trying to, so um, 53 is the birth dates like July 7th through the 12th or the 13th. Don't quote me on that part, but I know it starts on the 7th because mm-hmm. that's when my birthday is. My birthday is on the 7th. So I've been looking for people in my life that mm. have the same or similar birthdays so I can see in others what that 53 looks like. Huh. I've been like finding people. I found like a couple of people on social media and just a couple of people that I know just to see how that 53 shows up, of course, so differently across all profiles, but mm-hmm. yeah. So what do you think? I call, so far? It like, I call it originally, I called it my little like extra initiator or my oh. little, like, extra manifestor energy. Yeah. Um, and that's one of the words that comes up with it is like initiation, but it's also abundance and expansion. Mm. which is something that I absolutely love and I can absolutely see in the past where I've showed up in the shadow which is immaturity Mm. I can definitely see that (laughs) (laughs) but coming into the like expansion and abundance part of it one of the things that was reflected back to me when I met someone very briefly was with them for like maybe two hours one of the things was you have such an expansive viewpoint and I love your positive attitude. And I was like, Hmm. gate 53. Working (laughs) again. I love it. I love it. Okay. So something that I think is really interesting because I happen to be looking at the chart, you all, is that her gate 53 is in an undefined root center. And I think that this is like a really nuanced thing that doesn't get talked about a lot is when your conscious son is in an undefined center. And how does that, like, how do you experience that energy without the consistent, you know, definition in the center? Like, what are your thoughts on that? I feel like as a line too, I should be like 
hearing through I don't know have you even studied this yeah no I've thought about it that, that was one of the things that I looked at in the beginning was like where is gate 53 <laughs> and, then, and then seeing that it was in the root because I didn't even look at the right root. it can't be in the one that's not other, colored like, in yeah yeah <laughs> I was looking at all my other defined centers just assuming that it was not in the root so so then to find that it was Mm -hmm. and to see that that's one of one of my only gates defined in that center I have two gates defined um yeah it's different I mm -hmm. still I truly don't know how I feel about it the root center is I think as manifestors in general it's a hard one for me because I can mm -hmm. certainly feel that like extra pressure and things um yeah so exploring that in my root center is like part of the next process of this <laughs> 853 isn't it so fun mm -hmm. um I think that's interesting my conscious son is in gate 17 and in an undefined ajna and so I feel really aware of my desire to form an opinion and to mm -hmm. conceptualize and I would like pre-human design would have said oh this is my sweet spot like I can make sense of anything yeah and I think, I, I don't know if this is true to like human design teaching, but like, I think that can be true when you have a gate in a country and a conscious son, you can totally feel like this is my zone of genius. I think yeah. what I have grown into over these last like year or two is just that I don't place the expectation that it's going to be my genius. Like I yes. can witness it as my genius, but I don't like place a demand on it because I don't have the center defined. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. Does that language even make sense for like your experience of it at all? Yeah. And I think it's, I see, like, I see it interwoven through everything, just mm -hmm. everything that I do. I see it in there. Like the way that I talk, the ideas that I have, the things that I say to other people, the stuff that I do. I see it, but like you said, I don't focus on it as like, like, this is it. Like, this is my zone of genius. I, yeah. 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 Okay. So one of the things that I've noticed when I've worked with people, particularly line twos, they have read the whole, um, the archetype of the hermit mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't feel like a hermit. I'm pretty extroverted. And I like hanging out with people. And so I have explained it this way and I am fully open to you disagreeing with okay. me, like hardcore, it, I will not be offended. But the way I have articulated it is that it isn't to me so much that the line to, particularly if it's conscious, is running from other people as yeah. in for the sake of just being in solitude. It's more like from my observation, they are running to something and they are willing to leave everyone behind for their interest. They are willing to like create a space or a bubble around that thing that has captured them. And naturally, when someone is so obsessed or so focused or interested and invested in a thing, it can, it can hermit them. And as a result, they can appear as a hermit, but not like that's the motivation to get away from mm -hmm. people. I don't know. How does that sound for you though? Like, yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think there are times, especially me being a two, four, mm -hmm. there are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I love people. I want to be around people. And then there are times where I'm like, okay, but yeah, a lot of that is, especially with the two and like the creativity and that kind of side of it, or like 
just like learning and then wanting to turn around and kind of do something with it. Mm-hmm. It is, I get so caught up with it and I can get so consumed in it that like, yes, I've, I kind of have retreated into it, into yes. all the, the yeah. info and the wanting to do something with it or just like off on my own, you know, creating something with it. Yeah. And I love that. Like, oh, I should probably inform somebody. Just like, anybody might want to know. It's time to like come out a little bit of that yeah. like pretty spot that I put myself in. Yeah. And that I have for the most part enjoyed being in, if I'm being honest. Right. I mean, I think that, I think that is such a beautiful way to articulate it. You're retreating to something. Yeah. And the reason why it feels like a retreat is because it's enjoyable. Like it is. Yeah. It is consuming in a way. And it's and not I, even that like you realize it's enjoyable. You're just so consumed by it. As ah, you said. Like you're just so in it. I love that. I feel that way about the chase, not about the thing. So like as a line one, I for sure, like uh, my husband calls it like, Taylor, you've got a bug up your butt. Like you just have like a thing that you're like dog on a bone about and yeah. you need an answer. And it's, it's more like the, the cliffhanger that I don't have mm-hmm. patience for. And so I will solve this. Like I will know the answer to this. Um, and that is, that can be very consuming, but mm-hmm. I don't necessarily get consumed with the, the thing that I'm researching itself. Just the fact that it's a cliffhanger, which, yeah. you know, That's it would be helpful if I informed. It is very, <laughs> I, I am finding that I, uh, at, I am finding that I am very line one, very like I am my profile very well. <laughs> I mean, maybe everyone is, but yeah, super cool. Okay. So the other thing I want to know is like, what is the contrast for you? What is that? The contra- How do you experience the contrast between being a conscious line two that gets kind of consumed in your thing and then a line four, which I know gets described as like the opportunist, but to me gets consumed in an experience or in a connection or in a dynamic, you know, they can get consumed in that way. So to me, I know they're not necessarily harmonic lines, but yeah. what are your thoughts? Like, how does that dance feel for you experientially? It does feel like a dance and sometimes it feels like a big juxtaposition. Like mm. sometimes it can feel very opposite in the last year or so I've kind of seen how I float in between and how the two kind of combine Mm -hmm. but the four for me I never honestly I never really think of the opportunist with the four Mm, I don't either I don't like every four line I know I would never be like they're an opportunist yeah I don't I just don't think of that I think of more of like the networking part of it and the networking part I did not see until like this year I really didn't Mm -hmm. see how much I naturally network, even though I would have never really called it that per se, but how much I just like have this connection. And then I'm like, oh yeah, you should talk to this person about this. And oh yeah, I bought this off of Instagram and like Mm. just all these different things that come together. And the people who like ask me for recommendations and like that kind of stuff that you can just see like visually how far my network goes out, even Mm. when it's not something that I would think of. Ah, okay. So tell me, tell me more about that. Um, well, like with the community piece, like I know you, you had talked about like networking and I know before we had talked about like how you've, you've kind of popped up these community things. It was hilarious when she described it, y'all. She was like, so I, I brought a bunch of people together like instantaneously. And then I was like, okay, I'm done. Bye. (laughs) I was like, that 
is community management, folks. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's so too far. Um, so with my four line, particularly, I've definitely been exploring that this year. And like I said, I've realized the networking, that part of it. But the other thing I have built, a, so here in Arizona, where I live, I have built a community solely just because I wanted to. And because this four line is just at it of almost 800 women in a Facebook group. The only premise is that we're all in the 20s to 30s age range and we're looking for friends. You've got to be a two four. Right? Is that like I not need, the most two four shit you you've have, ever heard? I mean that that's like it's gotta be because in my mind, I have popped up some communities that have like shocked me, but it was around a problem. I'm like, don't we all want to solve this? So like I mean, something that generic, no. I, you have to be some other line that I'm not because I would be like why are we here yeah so, <laughs> so yeah I have a Facebook group of women oh we're almost at 800 right now wow. we do multiple events every month and yeah people just come out and make their best of friends doesn't always happen on the first try of course but like yeah wow yeah like are you like is this a lot of work for you? Like the manifestor in me is like, are you oh, tired? Yeah. Are you like exhausted? Mm-hmm. Are you like posting all the time in the group? Is that what? There's a lot. There's, I have, I'm still working on the structure of it and it's ever changing as mm-hmm. manifestor life is. Right. But there's a lot of like, I don't want to say I recruit people, <laughs> but I definitely you like, empower them. Yes. I am informing the hell out of what <laughs> I need who I need to help and like what I want to see and that kind of stuff. And honestly, since I've been doing that, I started this, I mean, I started it a couple years ago, but I started like really using my design in it last year. Mm-hmm. And since I've started doing that, like it has become so much easier and it doesn't suck the energy out of me like it did before. Cause now yeah. I have other people hosting the events. I'm not oh, hosting every single event. Yeah. Like other people are doing it. I might help post here and there and I invite people and I have informed them about how cool it's going to be or what the experience is going to be like, but like other people host it. Love that. Love that. I think that is such a good tie into an episode Holly did a few episodes ago about just having systems, having support. Like I shouldn't even say one episode, like that's a general theme that, you know, we talk about here, particularly on the podcast is as a manifester, like holding the vision is very different than executing it. You know, you can hold the vision somewhat in solitude or, you know, Mm -hmm. solely, but, um, the execution doesn't have to be that way. And I I think this is a good time to talk a little bit about our emotional waves, because one of the things that I, that one of the pieces that I have struggled with is how much of the vision do I need to articulate so that someone can execute without trying to dump the vision on them? And then they're like, I don't get it. And then I'm frustrated, right. Or angry, right. Because Mm -hmm. I'm a manifestor trying to get them to see things the way that I see them. And they're like, how do I relieve people from the need to see it the way that I see it? Yeah. But still execute. And so that's been a dance for me and it's required a lot of, it's triggered some waves. Let's put it like that. Like been intense. So what about you? Like, how do you navigate that or what's your experience in in that process? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to go back to informing, but informing, (laughs) (laughs) 
but a lot of it I mean I have written especially like with this community I have written Mm -hmm. so many emotional waves of just like being so proud of it and not being proud of it and needing so much help and being burned out and needing nothing and just so many like different things about it but really informing myself others people around me the universe god source whatever of like exactly what I need and continuing to do it of course when Mm. it feels good I don't subscribe to like you have to do it all the time Mm -hmm. we're not about that Mm -hmm. (laughs) but continuing to do it and like sharing the vision like you said but not pushing it onto people yeah because I can people who I have never met will message me saying like I can feel how special this community is and I've seen other communities in Arizona that are doing the same exact thing and it doesn't feel like what yours feels like and I've never Mm -hmm. been to an event before wow wow so how much of that do you think is like your unique energy or that it's an urge for you or like what do you think contributes to your ability to create that experience from a human design perspective I definitely think it's my energy and like my love and passion for getting people together and having a deep like community and sense of like home and safety and that's all throughout my chart Mm -hmm. um but it I mean it started as an urge it was I of course I didn't know it like four years ago when I started it but it was an urge because I wanted a community and I couldn't find one and then I was like holy shit everyone else wants this too like of course if you just moved to this new place and you don't know anyone and like you're having a hard time making friends at a job or you can't make friends because you're in a management position which was my what my experience was then Mm -hmm. like like we all need something yeah I think that's really um really insightful is that you know your urge could be an answer to something that you crave You know, if it's coming from source, yeah, it's, it's, they're not mutually exclusive that like the urge is solely for everyone else and you have no idea where it came from. It doesn't have to be this kind of like, I have no idea how this came about experience. Um, It may shock, some of the details may shock you or surprise you or some of the, you know, some of the guidance around it may surprise you. But oftentimes I find that my urges are just a unique expression or a unique answer that I would not have guessed, but it's been to a question or something that I've been seeking or exploring anyway. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. How did we get to the point where you're going to be a naturopath? Naturopathic. Great question. (laughs) How did we get here? (laughs) I never thought we'd be here. Let's like really preface with that. Um, So I was pre-human design slash the very beginning of me finding human design. I was chronically ill, Hmm. which I know Holly relates to this as well, but I was chronically ill for almost 11 years. I had a diagnosis list a mile long Hmm. and I'm not necessarily going to say that human design was like it for me and it changed everything. It was Mm -hmm culmination of so many things Mm -hmm. but when you look at my design and how I started to live more of it over the last four plus years you can see that it's obvious I made significant improvements in my health because I was Mm -hmm. more of me 
at mm-hmm. my core yeah. than I was before. So how did I become a doc? How am I becoming a doctor because of all this? So I locked myself in a room essentially in the beginning and middle of 2020 mm. when the world was really just falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I focused on nothing but healing. Hmm. I did all of the woo things you could possibly do. I was doing cord cutting. I was doing brain rewiring. I was doing trauma healing. I was doing so many different things. And I came out towards the summer of 2020 and I had like 80% reduction in symptoms. Wow. Yeah. And it's just keeps getting better from there. And I'm now two years healed. I have next to no symptoms whatsoever. And I never thought, I mean, I kind of wanted to help people with this, but it just seemed like so much energy and I never, I just wasn't really sure. And then I really started getting this urge truly it was an urge to Mm. become a doctor Mm. but it was like I don't want to just be like an MD I want to be a naturopath doctor Mm -hmm. and oh by the way I want to use human design Mm -hmm. and there's like all these different facets of things that I want to do and people that I want to bring in because good god I could not do this all by myself right well that two four line you won't be doing it (laughs) people are going to be recruited so fast they're going to be like wait I thought we were saying it out. No, you're here to work. You're here to work. Actually, I have an idea. Yeah. I just have a little thought, just a quick one, mm-hmm. and I think you should do it. Yeah, just let me know how this lands for you. <laughs> I love it. I love when we inspire people to consent. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, you're totally consenting, but like, don't you feel how great this would be? Right? Mm-hmm. Right? It'd be great. Um, cool. Well, where can people connect with you? Right? Because I think that a lot of people can probably relate to either having a chronic illness. I know that's, that is something that I don't, I don't know many people in the human design space who have integrated healing on a very practical coping physical level. I don't know many connections between human design and that. I know that there is like the, the spiritual and intuitive and that kind of thing, but when you have a when you have a chronic illness from from an outsider's perspective, it it's visceral. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not it, it you have to tap into something that you you don't have to. But I think it's I think that there is a difference between something that you can't feel or that maybe it's it's your perspective shift, a limiting belief, a money block Mm -hmm. might be experienced differently than someone who is dealing with something on a physical and visceral level on an ongoing basis that, that is often outside of their ability to just decide to be done with or decide to let go of. And so it's incredibly all consuming. Right. And that to me, I, I mean, maybe, you know, like I said, but I just don't know a lot of people who are willing to speak to that in their work and, and willing to grapple with human design as a way to kind of explore that conversation. Maybe like you said, not a heal all, but just a, can we at least open up that conversation? How could this be useful? Yeah. So for those who resonate, um, where can they find you? 
You can find me on Instagram. My Instagram is Hey Bailey Amanda. And in true manifestor fashion, I do not spell Bailey as you would normally see it. So it's Hey, H E Y B A Y L E E, Bailey, and then Amanda, A M A N D A. Hey, Bailey Amanda. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So that. I think, I think that covers it. Is there anything else that you want to inform us of? Is there anything that you, you know, want to say, I know you have all of this like in the moment energy. Is there anything you, we need to know? Uh, before I don't we go? think there's anything else. I'm just, I'm always excited and interesting to see like what comes from this. And I just, yeah. I have a feeling that something is going to come from this. I don't know what, but mm-hmm. I'm yeah, like for you personally or for the community or what? just all of us. Yeah. I, I of course hope that this can be impactful to someone and that this helps you. And I'm glad that you're here and listening to us. And there's definitely things coming with MM maybe C manifest or mastery that we're so excited to share with you in the future. And yeah, if any of this resonates with you or you want to talk more, I make no promises that I will respond to your DM, but I might. But I might. There's a gamble because, you know, fashion. if you want to see all things Manifestor 2-4, give me a follow on Instagram. Love it. Love it. All right, folks. I think that wraps it up for today. I have enjoyed chatting with you and getting to know you. Um, I think y'all know where to find me. Hello, Taylor B. If anyone needs me, I'll be around. Bye, y'all. Bye. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with us today in another episode of the Hunting for Purpose podcast. We so enjoy having you here and whether you are listening to my insights or the wisdom of one of our other incredibly talented manifesto specialists, we really truly hope that you have taken away power, transformation and wisdom about your own manifesto magnificence. Before you go and switch off, we would be so humbly grateful if you could take the time to either leave a podcast review right on the platform that you're listening to or if you feel like it please do a share across your social media we love to hear how each of the episodes is impacting you and we love to provide an opportunity for you to inform us via social media so please share a story or a post about this episode and tag us at the manifesto community Until next time, please manifestors keep hunting for purpose.